Hey, there she is. Okay. okay. <laughs> Welcome, Casey. How's it going? Good. How are you? Doing well. Um, I am super excited about having you on. I feel like I've been waiting for a while to have you on um, because you are one of the coolest people I know and like Charlotte celebrity these days. And so, yeah, can you just take a second to talk about a few things that you do? I know you're an architect, running coach. Um, yeah, go for it. Yeah. Um, so I am I'm a landscape architect by trade. Um, I'm a running coach by passion. Um, I found a love for running in college and haven't really looked back. Um, started running marathons and uh, found a love for coaching and pouring into my community. Um, my faith is a foundation in that as well. Um, and I am a Charlotte native, so. Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> a little fun. I'm a unicorn, as they say. Awesome. Uh, I think it is really awesome. One of the coolest things you do is you do, I think it's once a week, a running coaching club um, at like 5 a.m. It's like 5 a.m. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I know if somebody's going to show up at 5 a.m., they're serious. Like, they're <laughs> Um, and it's this time of year where it's starting to get cold. And so you really find out who's hungry and who wants to work hard. So <laughs> do you charge anything for that? I do not. Um, if I'm working with a fundraiser, I normally, you know, will say, Hey, just donate to this. I do a lot of stuff with girls on the run. So in the past, I've just had a charity link and just say, you know, I do this because I enjoy it. I'm going to be out here either way. Um, but donate to girls in the run. Um, I use London, the charity that I raised money for, for London was kids. I use that as a fundraiser for that too. Awesome. I think that's so cool that you, you offer that once a week. And if you're in Charlotte, like definitely check that out because you are a running, running coach, running, running expert as far as I know. Um, but yeah, I'd love to hear a little bit about what, what do you think is part of your mission and what do you kind of tell yourself every day? Yeah, I think, um, you know, there's there's one verse that I always gravitate towards that is kind of just, I mean, you could say mission statement, you could say verse to live by, um, but Psalms 139, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Um, your works are wonderful, and I know that. Um, and just having that as kind of a, a foundation to live by, that's, that's it. That's something that just keeps me grounded, um, you know, when life gets hard just kind of remembering like who you are and um yeah yeah i love that uh we're gonna talk about purpose a little bit more um but i wanted to ask you especially partially why i'm interviewing you is you are one of the most disciplined people i know forgot to mention that you have run 17 18 marathons how many is it uh, close 16 16 yeah. marathons <laughs> a lot one and you are, I think, prepping for an ultra this year, I think. Yeah, 50 miler in March, which is absolutely, <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't even put that on my Instagram yet, but I'm training for a 50 miler. Um, oh, sorry, this still the news. It's fine. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, my question is, how do you stay so disciplined? Because you're one of the most disciplined people I think that I know. And I think, I'm sure, like, coaching and inspiring others, like, helps uh, play into that. But, um, yeah, how do you, how do you do it? Um, well, I, I think for me, it's just like making lists and making it a non-negotiable. Um, you know, I, 
I normally love to start my day with a workout. It's just that getting a sweat in, priming your mind, priming your body, um, and just kind of making things non-negotiable, um, spending time, you know, in the word or, you know, having conversations with friends or family. Like, um, I just think that could just kind of keeps you grounded and keeps you, um, you know, it's just a non-negotiable. It's just something I don't even think about anymore. It's what do I want to do? And a lot of the times I say, like, how hungry are you? Um, if you're hungry and you really want to do something, like, it just becomes a non-negotiable. Um, yeah. And I know, like, when I feel good, like, I'm going to perform well in the world or I'm going to show up as a better version of myself. Um, and so it's kind of, yeah. Yeah. How do you th- what do you enjoy about running and how do you think your discipline and running ties into your, your like mental health? How do they help? Oh gosh. Um, you know, I think if you're running, I would say running challenges you to be mentally fit because Mm -hmm. in the dark places in a race, like, you have to have that fortitude and that grit to keep going. Um, and a lot of the times your body will listen to your mind. And I, uh, I know we're going to talk about London, but I like that firsthand, like my body wanted to stop. And my mind said, you know, we're going to do this. This is, this is how, you know? Um, and so I think running builds mental toughness, running challenges you, um, running can be a teacher. Um, or at least it has been in my life. And so that's kind of just one, I mean, and it's not just running. It could be like multiple, you know, avenues of fitness. But the one thing I like about running is it gets you out into the world. It gets you out into nature. I love running trails, like just to be kind of you know, in the woods, lost, um, and not have any other distractions in the world. Um, and so I think it teaches you a lot about yourself and, um, you know, just, yeah. Yeah, it's Running feels like more of a mental battle to me than most other things because I, I haven't run too much, but um, I've played a lot of sports and I think it's almost easier to play sports because you're you're kind of distracted by everything else going on. <laughs> Whereas running is just like you're thinking you, there's nothing there except you and maybe your music. You, your music, your mind, um, you know, the a friend of mine called it forest bathing, but like running in the woods, like. <laughs> nothing there it's just you and the trees and the dirt and the sound of your feet hitting the ground and it's you know it's therapeutic like people I know like going to therapy is a thing but I think running in the woods is a form of therapy like it's incredible yeah it definitely clears your mind your mind yeah so I yeah I'd love to talk about uh your one of your most recent marathons London I know I think it was you said probably your hardest one ever um, mentally and physically, um, what could you tell us the story of that? Like what kind of, what happened and everything? Yeah. Um, so I had a great year, like I had a great lead up. I had a great training and I was, um, you know, I had multiple races earlier this year. I, I paired every distance when I paired my half, I paired my full back in Boston. Um, and London was going to be the last thing. It was like this big, you know, I had, put a lot of weight on it. I wanted, I had a new goal and I was like ready to chase that. And, um, I got humbled. I really got humbled. Um, London, I want to say like took my soul in a way because it was a level of pain I had never, um, experienced. So around miles, 
I was, I noticed that something wasn't right in my body and I didn't know what it was, but I was like, you know what? I've been through this. Like this is a marathon. We got 26 miles to play. Like anything can happen. Like, you know, you can get a muscle cramp. It can go away. And you take a little bit of salt. Did you say mile three or 13? Three. Oh yeah. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, at about, so the first like couple miles, but I was on target. I was on pace. I was on my plan. And around mile eight, I was putting in the same amount of effort, but I was getting slower. And I didn't really understand that. Um, but what was going on in my body is I believe that I had tension on my sciatic nerve that was causing a lot of pain in the lower half of my body. And it was shortening my stride. It was making it harder to run. Um, and I've never experienced that level of pain in my entire life. Um, wow. I ended up in like the medic tent at mile 19 because I just, I was, you know, it was, it was there. Um, and I'm, I'm pretty tough. I like, but you ran 16 miles with that. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. I, I finished the marathon because right. Right. then was, so I'm, I'm chasing. But you didn't stop at all until mile 16 or 19. I, no, I did not until the, the, I had saw, I saw a friend who I ran with in Charlotte who happened to be in London. This is a God thing. Um, she was in London visiting her boyfriend and I saw her at mile 19 and I just looked over and I was like, there's Jordan. And she goes, Casey, I know you're in pain. Like, and I just started bawling. Um, And it, there was apparently a medic tent behind me that I had never seen. The medic comes over. She's like, hey, we can help you. You know, we can get you. Um, And so I was laying there. uh, She basically rubbed Vaseline on my glutes and my hamstrings and trying to loosen everything up. And um, so I was there for about 15 minutes during the race and then um, got up, kept going um, and, you know, just fought through to the end. But it was just like it was like one of those. You know, coming off a marathon PR that felt that I could run like the next week um, back in April and going from one that's literally uh, this this week, which is probably seven weeks, it's starting to feel like normal again. Um, I had a lot of my uh, nervous system was super taxed because I was in fight or flight for so long because I was I was hell bent on finishing this race. Like it was something that I had raised a ton of money to do. It was something that I was my, I had flown all the way to London. It was my fifth on major. Like I needed to check that box. And I was like, I don't care how long it takes me. Um, I'm just going to get there. So um, that's awesome that your friend was there. Did you know she was in, you knew she was in town? I knew she was in London. I had not seen her. And it just like, that's why I say it was like a God thing. Like I just never, like, I would have never stopped at the medic tent if I didn't see her. Um, it was just like that, that almost reminder that you're okay. Like that, um, it's like a way God sending you like, an, I call her my angel because I was like, God sent, sent you to me during that moment of where I was just in the dark of it. And like, you know, you were my, my angel at that time. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. Um, what did you think you needed to be humbled at that actually? Honestly, I have learned now I've learned, I have so many more tools for my toolkit and going into this ultra next year. I am, 
I am pumped because I've like, I have now dedicated a day and it's probably my Friday where I am doing more mobility, more like almost kind of PT kind of exercises. And I'm just kind of running through all of those. And it's just priming those little small muscles and stabilizer muscles and, and things that you don't necessarily use um, a deadlift or a squat or, you know, um, going out running and pounding your body. It's kind of strengthening those little, little things. Um, and I think that's going to just make me a better athlete. And so I would say, um, you know, everything happens for a reason. And I think, I think London happened for a reason. Like it was, I've learned so much about my body and just become so much more in tune. And I think going, when I come back, um, it's, it's, I'm going to be a stronger athlete because of it. Yeah. What, ha- what helped you mentally? And like, cause I know it, was, it took you weeks afterwards to kind of recover. What, what helped you mentally and physically af- afterwards? Um, the people around me, um, just having a strong support group, um, giving my body grace, um, listening to the people that were helping me, um, you know, going to see my PTs and like, um, you know, taking it slow. Like I, I really didn't run for three weeks after the marathon, which is, um, mentally that was really tough. Cause like, that's such a big part of my life and you're, it's like, taken away and like um that's massive yeah but i say i learned a lot because i started swimming more um and now i keep joking i'm like i'm gonna yolo sign up for a half ironman or a triathlon because like you know you just spend time doing these other things that really condition you to just be a better athlete yeah um i wanted to talk a little bit about your uh, faith too. And like, how, how do you view your faith um, giving you purpose? Yeah. Um, so I always say my faith is my foundation. It's, you know, the, like the foundation that the house is built on. It's everything, you know, it lays the groundwork for what your purpose is. And I think a lot of times like we get narrow minded and, and what we're supposed to do. And I think God says, Hey, I've got a big plan for you. Just hang on, enjoy the ride. And, um, and my faith, you know, it protects me. It teaches me where my strength comes from. And it, you know, my strength comes from God. My strength doesn't come like I can do the work and I know what I need to do, but I know my strength comes from a, a higher power. Um, and you know, it, it's something that challenges me. It, it, you know, you talk about the non-negotiables and stuff, but faith is a discipline. Um, and you have to, I mean, I also think that you get in as much as you like, as much as you put in, you get out. Um, so that if like, it's any kind of relationship you have in your life, like you have to pour into it. Um, and so I think, you know, being that foundation, it's also, it's also a teacher in that way of like, you know, it reminds me to give my body grace. It reminds me to, um, be humble in those moments. Um, but it also reminds me that like, we're here for a bigger purpose, um, and to not, not play small and to, you know, yeah. Yeah. I think it calls us into huger, purpose in life and bigger things I think bigger goals too yeah and it I think it, that's one of the coolest things is it helps push us towards bigger things that we would never do on our own 
because we wouldn't have like the strength to do on our own. Yeah. And I think like a lot of the times we just get scared Yeah, and, and like, this is, or you feel like an imposter. You're like, no, this isn't me. Um, but that's normally like God just saying, just get a little bit more uncomfortable. Like I got you just keep going. Like, you know? Yeah. I think it's kind of cool and feels terrible at the same time, how God like pushes us to the, toward, to the end of ourselves. Yeah. Because then you really find where your true strength is. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I love watching you, honestly, like on Instagram and you're an ambassador or what, what's your title for B- BPN? I'm an athlete for BPN. Athlete for BPN. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just think everything that you do is inspiring to people. And it's been, and I, I think people can tell that you do it from a deeper place. Because a lot of people, a lot of even athletes are so self-focused and that's like that's the reason why they do what they do is kind of for themselves and i think one of the coolest things about you is that you can tell that you're drawing from a a deeper purpose and a deeper place and um it's been awesome to watch you to put more of that out on instagram and on on in your marathons and training and in your faith and, and everywhere thank you i i i really appreciate that um yeah, I, I mean, it just goes back to that. I think the way my parents and, like, the way, like, once you get outside of yourself, like, you can just, you can see more and you can you can do more, like, and you're just, it's more fulfilling. Like, we talk about purpose. Like, I think the biggest thing that takes away from purpose is being, so introspective and like um getting so focused on ourselves and like it's like when we get out of ourselves that's when like opportunities and things are opened up um I mean I I get more joy and fulfillment from helping others and like as a coach having run clients come back to me and tell me their wins or you know people that come to come to track like sharing their wins like I'm here for that like that's the stuff that fills my cup like yeah but I, I can check a box but, you know, when you can see others, like, succeed and, like, you know you had a part in that, that's, that's magic. Like, that's, you can't get that anywhere else. Yeah, honestly, that's, that is one of the best things ever, I think. Um, just being any type of coach to someone else or even, like, a mentor, uh, even a friend sometimes, um, those kind of things are the most satisfying when you see other people win. And it helps, I don't think people understand really how much, it helps you like you mentally to help someone out, help someone else. Yeah. Well, I learn, I learn a lot from like the people that I coach and just, um, you know, I learn from people. I learn from experiences and like a lot of the times, half the time when I'm in the gym and I'm doing something, I'm like, okay, this is great mobility stuff. Like this is working really good. I need to share this with so-and-so who I'm coaching because I think this is like, it could prevent injury down the road or, you know, help them be a stronger athlete. So it's like, you know, just thinking in that kind of just how is the things that I'm doing in my daily life, how can that go out and like help other people? Like, you know. Yeah, for sure. Um, who, who is one person who inspires you right now? I say this because I worked out with him yesterday, but Rob Johnson constantly inspires me. Um, just mindset, grit, uh, creative, always like 
we were ex- we were experimenting with different kinds of uh, like leg extension yesterday but like just like that creative mind that's always like okay how can we rework this a little bit or um always just knowing that you know you got to go to bat like you got to put in the work you got to have that grit but um just having conversations with him is is very fills my cup every thursday fills my cup that's awesome i still need to meet him and i keep hearing about like more and more people telling me that Yeah, you need to get him on here. So we've got to do something together soon. Yeah. Okay. My last question is, um, what's what advice do you have for those people who are struggling right now with purpose or struggling mentally? Um, Because it's been a rough few years. Yeah, I mean, I think the first thing is to move to service, like get outside of yourself and and get out into the world, move to action. Um, But I think too, it starts with like building um, kind of a list and seeing what is the highest priority on that list. Um, and then just making actionable items and just start checking things off. Um, I think a lot of the times that I think we need to journal, I think we need to write, um, and, and get things out of our head and like physically, you know, write something down so that you can see it and then you can kind of move to action from there. Um, you know, it's, if it's all up here, like, how do you get it out into the world? And a lot of the times if you can see it and you're like, okay, this is what I need to do today, then you're more motivated to do that. Um, and staring back, back at you all day. Oh yeah. I like, yeah, my to-do list is constantly staring at me, but (laughs) it's taking action and it's finding one task and getting one task done. And then one thing that I tell like a lot of people that I coach is like, celebrate the small wins. Don't wait till the big race, like celebrate, every win, 1% better every single day. It's not the big things. It's like, it's those daily deposits. It's brick by brick. It's being consistently good that will um, just, you know, start to, to add. And it's, you know, I think a lot of the times people think too big and they're just, they see the, the big task or the goal, like say the race, and they don't think about like the individual training runs that build up to that and the small wins throughout the week or, you know, hitting those key milestones that, you know, really lead up to that, that next level. And that's the same thing, like with everything in life, we're finding one level, we're seeing what we can do. And then we're taking that to the next and building upon that. Um, It's like, you see somebody's story and you're like, Oh, how did they get here? And you're like, well, there's 10 years worth of building that got them to whatever this is. Um, And so that's why it's like, like comparison is a thief of joy. Like, Find your one, your tasks, start knocking them out 1% every day. And then in five years, you'll look back and you're like, wow. Okay, cool. Now what? Yeah, I love that. Uh, that first part, journaling provides clarity, especially. I tried like also keeping to the, the, your list of things that have to get done day to day. That helps a ton. Um, helps me, me as well. Um, Thank you so much, Casey, for coming on. And I think that if you're in trial, especially reach out to Casey and go to her running club in at 5 a.m. Back at 5 a.m. Yeah. And I think you'd be open to responding to, to any runner questions or absolutely. Or yeah. Any. I'm an open book. Um, and two, thank you. Um, you put out so much good into the world and I really appreciate, you know, you having me on and you know, 
Right. It finally happened. I've been waiting for it feels like months. <laughs> no, thanks so much, Casey, and everybody have a great day. Yeah.